Lord Jesus, I ask that you would have your way this morning, that you would speak in such a clear way that it would leave us all challenged to uh, live for you in a greater depth than we ever have. Lord Jesus, I, I, I just lift up the brokenness in this room. Lord, there are so many things that need a breakthrough. So Lord Jesus, I lift him up at this moment and ask that you would bring a dramatic breakthrough in each and every life that responds to you. In Jesus' name, amen. So if you have your Bibles, could you turn to Matthew chapter 6? Matthew chapter 6. Uh, we are uh, we're going through uh, the Sermon on the Mount. Now the sermon is long, Jesus' longest recorded uh, message. And it's in Matthew chapter 6. We've been going through it for some time. Uh, for all kinds of reasons, and the biggest reason is he's a way better preacher than me. So, <laughs> so we got to go deeper with it, right? So uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 16 is where we'll start. When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others that they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so you not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen. And your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Matthew Matthew 6, 16 through 18. So I want to walk through this just kind of step by step. So if we back up, <coughs> excuse me, if we back up to Matthew uh, verse 16, there's a, there's a couple things that really stand out that I want to walk through and, and just uh, go from there. I don't know why I'm going the wrong direction in my Bible. Uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 16. It says, and when you fast. So I just want to start out with there. So when you fast, this idea or this mentality, this statement, when you fast. Now let me ask you this. When you read this, does it kind of seem like it's assumed? Yeah, that it's going to happen, right? That, that this is part of it. So when we look at this piece of scripture, or the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus emphasized three major pillars, right? So he emphasizes uh, praying, right? Because we just went through uh, the Lord's Prayer, right? He says, when you pray, and he, he almost, this statement is almost identical to the one in prayer, right? When you pray... Right? And then, and then when you fast, and, and there's another, the third one is when you 
give. Right? So we see these three major pillars. So it, during this time and in this culture and the people that Jesus was talking to, is it, is it these were things that they all did. This was kind of the standard. We gave, we pray, and we fast, right? And so, so when we look at this, <laughs> I think it's funny because you've got to look deeper. It says, when you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do. For they disfigure their faces to show men they are fasting. I tell you the truth, they've received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to men that you are fasting. But only your father who is unseen and your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And so what we look, what we see here is this idea or this mentality that 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 they're going out of their way look at me i'm fasting look how religious i am look how great i am and so there's this during a fast they put sackcloth on and which is not a bad thing uh and they would just really go out of their ways because when they went go and pray uh, or they would eat, they would wash up and clean up and do all these other things. So they look really good. So when they're fasting, they didn't do any of the cosmetic things. They didn't wash up and clean up. So you got this, this person walking around fasting and making sure that everybody knew about it. And so the problem was not that they were fasting. The problem wasn't that every People knew that they were fasting. The problem was the motivation behind people knowing they're fasting, right? Because if you think about it, it's not a bad thing to give, right? It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. People see you give. It's not a big deal. People see you pray. I just prayed a couple times. Not a big deal for people to see you pray. It's not a big deal for people to see you fast. The problem is the motivation behind it. Who are we trying to portray, right? David will like me more. He'll admire me more. He'll think I'm better. He'll think I'm greater if I fast. So I'm going to fast, and I'm going to make sure that David knows. I'm going to fast, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show everybody, oh, I'm so hungry. Oh, why are you hungry? Well, I haven't eaten for days. Why you haven't eaten for days? Well, the Lord's got me on this journey, and everybody should know, oh, I'm suffering for him. And, and the Bible is like, wait, wait, Jesus is like, wait a minute, those are good things. But the way that you're doing it is wrong. You're, you're trying to get attention. If you want attention, if you want people to see how amazing you are, then, then by all means, go ahead and do that. Go ahead and receive your reward. But see, when we fast, the implication is that if, we, if, if there's a reward when other people see it, then there's a greater reward when only God sees it. Are you following that? So what is fasting and what does that look like? That's a whole nother story. But fasting is this. It's where a person led by God chooses to sustain from foods to deepen their spiritual growth because there's an overwhelming spiritual hunger, right? 
And so fast literally means to go without food. That's a fast. And so uh, when we look at fasting, when we look at this idea of abstaining from food, it means that the individual, the person that's deciding to fast, they sacrifice desires of the flesh. So they give up meals, they give up foods, uh, and so in our modern society, you give up technology. Uh, they, <laughs> I said that, wow, technology. Uh, and then uh, for things of the spirit. So like, so what that means is, is that I give up something in exchange for something else. So if I'm going to give up a meal, that means I'm exchanging it for something else. That's what a fast is. And the something else that I'm exchanging it for is the word of God, right? Is prayer, is thinking about the word of God. That's meditation, right? So I take one thing and I exchange it for another. And so, so when we look at fasting, that's what it means. And so... Uh, as I was processing this and as I've been processing it and thinking about it, uh, there's so much to fasting that is kind of um, overwhelming, right? So, so, so let me tell you what fasting is not. First and foremost, fasting is not a diet plan, right? I, I mean, and I've considered that, I'm like, boy... <laughs> That's a little bit more around here. Maybe I should fast. <laughs> you ever, okay, so fasting's not a diet plan. It, it's not something, I mean, because you, you see all these groups doing the Daniel fast. Daniel fast is good for you, but it's not meant to, to help you lose weight. Are you following me? It's meant to refocus our heart. So when we look at fasting, it's three things. It's three big things. First one is inward. You've heard this before. I used it for an offering. Inward. First one is inward. So fasting positions our heart with God's heart, right? So, so when I fast, I position my heart with God's heart. And what happens is that because God is great and mighty and holy and just, my sin is exposed the closer that I get to God. And so what happens is it should cause this, this uh, idea of repentance. Sorrow. Almighty God, you are exposing something that nobody else sees. I know it's there. And you know it's there. Forgive me. Please forgive me. We see this. We see this sorrowful, uh, inward exchange with God and people in an interesting story. So Jonah... And Jonah, Jonah was a prophet. Uh, He's a. Pro- <laughs> I watched too many Veggie Tales. 
<laughs> so Jonah's this prophet, and God calls him to this place called Nineveh. Now, Ninevites, they were awful people. They, they, they tortured people. They were enemies of God. They were enemies of God's people. They were awful, awful, awful people. And so they were so awful that Jonah refused to go to them. And not only were they awful people, but they, they weren't even Jewish. Right? So, so God calls Jonah to go to this people, and he says, no way. You've heard this story. He goes the opposite direction. <laughs> Because that works. It never works. It never works to run from God. So he decides, hey, I'm going to run from God. I'm not going to do this. I'm going to try and keep this right between me and God, but I am not going there. So he, he says no with his feet, and he goes the opposite direction. Long story short, he gets swallowed by a fish, uh, a big fish, a very big fish. I've seen fish that big, and spit back up on the on uh, the shore to go back to Nineveh. But it wasn't until Jonah relented and said, okay, God, I'm sorry. Whatever you want, I'll do. Then he spit back up on the shore. I'm a visual person, so I just picture like him half eaten, digested, and smell really bad, right? And so... <laughs> So he gets to, to Nineveh, and he, he's like, okay, God's going to judge you. I, I just picture it because he's got an attitude. God's going to judge you. It's going to be awful. Turn back. Turn to him. Repent. Right? And he's going through, and everybody's hearing of this. And, 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 and the king, they, they, it, it breaks their heart. And they begin a fast in mourning. And it was because they saw their sin. They saw the, the errors of their ways. They, they, heard Jonah, <laughs> they heard Jonah and they responded to him. And so inwardly they were broken and called out and cried out to God. Inwardly they were desperate for God. And they express that outwardly. But, but when we see this, we see this deep repentance that they had. And Jonah goes up on a hill and waits for God to destroy him, hoping that he would. He still didn't like his position. He still didn't like the people. And he complained about himself the whole time. But we see these two pictures. We see a people, the sea... Uh, the wickedness of their ways and respond to God in sorrow and not only respond to God in sorrow but actually act upon it. They began a fast, desperately crying out for God to relent his hand, for God to be gracious to him. And you know what he did? He was. So they moved to fast inward. So, can I ask you an honest question? What is God speaking to your heart about? God continually calls us to repentance. We, we, we sit here and we see everybody. We got beards. We got no hair. <laughs> we got great shoes. Look good for Sunday. But... 
But the thing that nobody else sees, the thing that only God sees, inward, there was a separation, there was a gap. What was it? We claim the name, but it's more than just words. Did you know that your, your brain releases endorphins when you talk about what you're going to do that makes you feel like you're making progress? Isn't that interesting? So, so when we stop talking about it and we move to action is really when God starts changing us. So, so the stop talking about it part would be, what is it that God is exposing in your heart that you need to shut up and stop talking about and let him inwardly change you? And see, that always, an outward change or a, a, a breakthrough or a significant change that God makes in our lives always begins with Repentance. Repentance means, God, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Make me new. I'm not going to do this again. I'm going to walk towards you instead of away from you. So God begins this process for the Ninevites with fasting. And so here we are. And we see, we see this inward change. So what inward change does God need to make in you? Second one is this, outward. <laughs> oh, man. Outward, outward is this. It's an impossible situation that needs a breakthrough. An impossible situation that needs a breakthrough. So let me give you an example. So the disciples were sent out two by two by Jesus, right? And they were doing crazy things. They were praying for people, and the people were actually getting healed. It's in uh, Mark 9. Uh, Mark 9, 17 through 18 is the first part of it, and then it goes on. But so people were getting healed. Uh, demons were being cast out. And all this amazing stuff was happening. But there was this one kid. And maybe you've heard this story. This dad, he had this son, and the son was demon-possessed. And the dad was like, I brought him to your men, and they, they couldn't do anything. And so then he brings him to Jesus, and he makes the most powerful statement. Lord, I believe, help my unbelief, right? And so, so long story short, Jesus casts the demon out of this kid, and the disciples are like, hey, Hey, Jesus, hey, hey, Jesus, how is it that we could do all these things in your name? We could heal people, we could cast out demons, but this kid, we couldn't do this kid. We couldn't do this kid. And he responds to this. This only comes through prayer and fasting. Wait. Wait. These guys all went out. And Jesus is saying, hey, this, this, there's an inward response in fasting. There's an outward response in fasting. God does the miraculous through his people who, who, who pray in his name, who fast in his name, seeking him with all that they have. Right? 
So let me ask you, outward, is there somebody in your life that you think, well, <laughs> there's no way that they're ever going to choose God. There's no way that they're ever going to follow God. They're too messed up. Well, look around. <laughs> you can even start with me. I was the kid. I was the kid that was not heading towards God at all. I was the one that uh, had determined to stab my teacher <laughs> in the hallway because he kicked me out of class. And God changed me. And so when we look at lives and situations, it's inward. God, do a work in me. But it's also outward. God, do a work in them. So let me ask you, is there a situation, is there something in your life that you look at and you deem it impossible? You deem it that there's no way something could happen in this. Whether it be in you or outwardly, more specifically outwardly. Impossible. Inward, outward. God calls us to, to prayer and fasting. Fourth one, forward. Inward, outward, forward. Inward, outward, forward. Forward is this. Is that, that's third, right? Okay. Did I say fourth? Yakima math. I told you I wasn't a very good. Okay. <laughs> Inward, outward, forward. Third word. For, David. Okay. Forward. It's this idea that, that when we pray, when we fast, we're asking for God's guidance and direction. And we see this over and over and over and again in Scripture. We see Nehemiah saying, asking God, Oh Lord, let your ear be attentive to the prayer of your servant and the prayer of your servants who delight to fear your name and give success to your servants today. He prayed and fasted. Then in faith, Nehemiah approached the king. <laughs> and that's not the only occasion. In Acts chapter 13, verse 2, we, we see the disciples gathering together, praying and fasting, and then appointing Barnabas and Saul to the, do the work of the ministry. So they prayed and fasted for God's direction. They prayed and fasted for God's favor. They prayed and fasted for God to move. So, so it's not only inward. that God, what are you dealing with me? And approach to him. It's not only outward. God, what could you break through in this situation, in this person's life? Can you make a difference in them? God, please, I beg you. I beg you, change them. Change me forward. God, what would you have for me? What would you want from me? What, where, who do you want to lead us? How are we supposed to, to walk ahead? Forward. God's guidance and God's favor. So the people of God fasted and prayed for an inward change. God, I'm sorry. My sin separates you. 
The people of God fasted and prayed for an outward change. God, change them. I need a breakthrough. There's nothing happening in this situation. Only you can do this. People of God prayed and fasted for favor and direction forward. God, whatever the future may have, whoever you want to appoint in this situation. And see, when we look at fasting and prayer, they're together. It wasn't one or the other. I mean, I said earlier, when you fast, when we fast, you take something out and replace it with uh, a spiritual discipline. So that's prayer, that's reading the word, that's meditating on the word. You replace. When, when I think of fasting, when I think of prayer, it draws us to the heart of God. Because even though it, it does something inward, even though it does something outward, even though it does something forward, the focal point is always, will always be God. This verse in Psalm uh, 42.1, it says this, as the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you. My God, my soul thirsts for God, for the living God. How? Do you see this idea? See, fasting is reminding our soul and our body that, that we're not to be consumed by the creative, but we're to be consumed by the creator. And so, so the reason why, the reason why Jesus says, when, is that it's this reminder that I don't live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Because the truth is, is that we can eat and eat and eat and eat, but we can never be contented with food. We can drink and drink and drink, but never be contented with water. We can... Scroll and scroll and scroll and swipe and never be contented with electronics. And so when we make the decision to, to fast, we're reminding our soul, we're reminding our heart what it's made for. Because Jesus is the bread of life. So what that means is that our soul can be contented with him. Jesus is a living water. What that means is that our, our thirst can be tented, uh, can be, what did I say? Qu huh? Quenched. Okay, we'll go with that. Contented, quenched with him. And so when we, when we take those moments of fasting, we're reminding our hearts our bodies, our minds, <laughs> that we need Jesus more than we need any of this other stuff. Amen. Amen, and we're approaching him in such a way that he fills it. Inward, outward, forward. Now, 
types of fasting. Okay, so now, now we go from this idea, this mentality. So, so the first question was inward, right? Is there something that God is speaking to your heart about that you need to cry out to him over? And so what that means is that you bring it to him and you respond, not just talking about it, but doing something about it. So oftentimes, what that means is that we replace, take every thought captive, put it under the submission of Jesus Christ. What that means is that I replace that with something else, right? I replace it with God's word. I replace it with God's truth. I replace it with God's goodness. Are you following me in this? So inward, what is it? Outward, who is it? Forward, I don't have a who is it for that one, but, but favor, grace and mercy would tie into that who is it, wouldn't it? Okay, so f- types of fasting. First one is this, a full fast. Jesus started his ministry. He, didn't, he started his ministry with a fast. And it was a full fast. Uh, is even more than a full fast. Full fast is that you drink only liquids for an established number of days, right? So a full fast, um, when I've made a decision to fast and I feel like God's leading me to that, to fast, um, I need to write down uh, how many days I'm going to do it and why I'm doing it. <laughs> Because I don't know, uh, you hit that third day of fasting and you're getting headaches because you haven't drank your coffee (laughs) and you're hungry and you just want to rip everybody's heads off, right? So you're at that day and you're like, "Uh, maybe God doesn't want me to go farther, right? So establish why you're fasting, right? Is it an inward? Is it an outward? Is it a forward? Inward, outward, forward. Why am I fasting? Why is God calling me to fast? Uh, second, second way to fast is a partial fast. So um, sun, sun down to, to uh, sun up to sunrise, right? That's a partial fast from one time to the next. I'm gonna fast from six to three, sun up to sun down. Uh, and so, so it's then when, when you're not fasting, you can eat and you, you decide what you're gonna have and not. Another partial fast is a Daniel fast. So a Daniel fast is, um, you know, if you know me, I'm just the one that just wants to just go all the way. This, this like halfway stuff is more irritating to me than just going all the way. Okay, so uh, Daniel fast, irritating to me. Fruits, vegetables, legumes, right? And so I, if I'm not going to be able to eat meat or chocolate or drink coffee, um, <laughs> I'm just not, it's just not worth it. <laughs> so a partial fast is a Daniel fast. We see that Daniel uh, uh, did this, no meat, no sweets, no bread. Uh, he just drank water and juice and ate fruits and vegetables. Uh, so, 
So there's, those are three types of fasting. Uh, another partial fast would be uh, giving up electronics, right? So setting away, oh, <laughs> this might be harder than food, <clears throat> but setting away uh, TV, uh, a phone, a computer, all that stuff, and setting it aside, and instead of being on that, again, replacing it with with the word of God, uh, thinking about the word of God in prayer. Are you following me in this? And, and the amount of time that people, that we spend watching TV is ridiculous. And the amount of time that we spend on our phone is even more ridiculous. iPhone has this app that's called Screen Time uh, that tells you how, much, how long you've been on it that week and what you spent it on. I hate it. It's awful. Uh, I want to break my phone every week because I see it. Oh, this is dumb. I did not. It's not even true. <laughs> okay, so, so the full fast, partial fast, a Daniel fast, how to begin. So again, starting with a clear goal. What do you think that God is leading you to, right? Does he want to do something inwardly? Is there something in you that needs to change, that you need to uh, cry out to him for and, and uh, seek him deeper in. It could be uh, direction, healing, restoration of a marriage or family issues, financial difficulties. Um, so all these things start with a clear goal. Prepare spiritually. So fasting always begins with repentance. And repentance begins with asking God to examine our hearts. And, and so examine God, search me and know me. If there's any wicked way in me, show me. Lead me to the, to the everlasting, right? So this idea is that we're exposing our hearts to God. And repentance is the next step. That I'm putting that exposing, that God exposed to me, I'm putting it into action. I'm taking a step. I'm not just talking about it, but I'm turning from it. I'm apologizing for it. I'm begging for forgiveness and mercy in it, right? Um, so prepare spiritually. Uh, one of the ways that I uh, typically begin a fast is I, I carry a cup of water and I... I just continually drink water and get it in my system before I start a fast because typically I don't and it's rougher um, on, on me when I, I don't do that. And so preparing, starting it, not just uh, walking to it. So confessing our sins to God, um, asking the Holy Spirit to reveal ways, forgive uh, Forgive anybody that's offended us if we've offended somebody. Um, asking for forgiveness. This is all preparation for a fast. Um, deciding what to fast. Again, it's important that you write this down. At least it is for me. Because I, I like, oh, I'm going to fast. I'm going to fast everything. And then I change my mind. I'm going to fast. No, I'm going to fast this. And then I get farther along. Oh, a cup of coffee would be good. <laughs> And, uh, and so deciding what you're going to fast. Uh, and then also not only deciding what you're going to fast, but deciding when you're going to spend that time in the word and in prayer. 
Because if you don't, if you fast, but there's no word and prayer in there, you, you, we can't expect God to uh, do something in us, right? So the word of God, the Bible, is the primary means in which God speaks to us. And so if that's not part of the fast, there's a gap. So in prayer, it's not only listening to God and talking to God. It's not only talking to God, but it's also listening. And the fourth thing is this. So deciding what to fast and deciding how long. How long are you going to do it? Um, and so that's super helpful. Um, and then in this, in fasting, um, for me, and I think pretty consistently, when we make the decision to fast, the third day is the hardest. If you can get over that third day, you feel yourself starting to get in more of like a, a flow. Does that make sense? So that third day is a stinker. Uh, so would you, would you uh, we're going to respond, but I want to go back to that inward. Is there something in you that God's been exposing through this message? Would you just take your head, a moment to bow your head? Just between you and God, nobody else sees it. Is there something in you that God's trying to expose? Inward. What are you going to do with that? God calls us to repent, to beg for mercy, to be sorrowful. Perhaps God's leading you to fast for a time. Outward. Is there someone in your life or a situation that you think is without hope, impossible? Is God calling you to to take some time to fast over that? forward is there a situation that you need God's favor in or a a situation or or direction God I need your direction in this perhaps God is calling you to fast inward I'm going to pray over you right now Father God as you have exposed the sin that seems to be so hidden give us the courage to respond Not just talk about it, but repent. Put it into action. Outward. 
Is there a situation that you need a breakthrough in? And you just want prayer over. If that's you, would you raise your hand? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God, we lift up the situation. We lift up that person or the situation that seems utterly impossible. God, we beg that you would intervene, that you would change it, that you would uh, restore it, that you would bring them or the situation into a deep relationship with you. Lord Jesus, it's impossible by our own means, but we know that nothing is impossible for you. So would you bring this breakthrough? Forward. Is there a situation that um, you just need God's favor in? Uh, you're, you're looking and striving for direction. You want to ask God to direct your heart. If that's you, would you raise your hand? Thank you. Thank you. Lord Jesus, pray that you would give them favor and direction. Thank you that your word uh, is a primary way that you speak to us, but you also speak to our hearts and you also lead us. So Lord Jesus, as as uh, many have raised their hand for direction and favor. Lord, I pray that you would lead them. Holy Spirit, I pray that they would be sensitive to your leading, to your direction, to your voice, your word of word. Uh, bring clarity to the situation that they're in. Lord, I pray that you would, uh, you would give us all favor as we approach the situations that are around us the people that are around us. Give us favor in your name. If you responded this morning, whether it be in your heart or you raised your hand, I'd encourage you to continue to bring it up to God and not just words, but also action. Take some time to fast. See what he does. He's amazing. He changes everything. Would you stand with me? And we'll... and we'll sing this last song.